Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melniki, accompanied by my coworker, Jacob Schrader. How are you doing today, Jacob? Doing well. Excited for some unbelievable football games this weekend, starting tonight. Uh, I'll say my Rams are out of it, but <laughs> it's a... Uh, I mean, the, the Rams are so injured, it's a little ridiculous. Have you seen how many players are injured? I think Aaron Donald's out for the year now. Cooper Pro- Cup is probably done for the year. I doubt they bring Stafford back. They might as well just shut him down as well. And yeah. Allen Robinson and yep. Ashawn Robinson. It's crazy. Yeah, they definitely got the injury bug. I know that while I didn't think that they would be as good as they as bad, I should say, as they are this year, I didn't think that they would be this terrible. I, I thought they would at least maybe take a step back after last season. I know they did lose some defensive guys, but they just they literally went from a hundred to zero pretty quickly. Yeah. But uh I think a lot of people are at the uh pivotal or I don't know, most important weeks of the fantasy football season. I know I'm one of maybe four teams that are vying for those last two playoff spots. And I've got some start-sit decisions for my own team I think we should just talk a little bit about. Yeah, let's go. I know that I'm kind of on the cusp. I should make the playoffs if I win this week. I know that it it sucks because I'm kicking myself in the foot that I dropped DJ Moore literally a week too soon or else my – my roster would be solid. My running backs are great, you know, between Dalvin Cook, who can be up and down, but he's still always a must start. Damian Pierce and Nick Chubb. I really don't have any problem oh, wow. with my running backs. And I always have one in the flex. But with my ride receivers, Devontae Adams obviously is the key. He's always going to be there. But I always struggle with the second wide receiver. I just haven't had good luck. I tried Paris Campbell for a while. He hasn't really done it. I tried Isaiah McKenzie for a while. Rondell Moore was doing good for me until he got hurt. So I think I'm going to – I picked up Zay Zay Jones on the waiver wires. So I think I'm going to go with him this week. How about you? Yeah, I've got a lot of difficult start-set decisions. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm trapped in the middle of this Leonard Fournette, Rashad White situation and I'm 100% leaning towards Rashad White mm-hmm. uh, I think if both play Rashad White is the starter he even in in the not last week but the week before he actually out touched Fournette and I just think Brady trusts him a little bit more and if, if Leonard Fournette's on a snap count I think it's Rashad White by a mile that's my only easy decision of the week um, my quarterbacks I mean I can't start Stafford I'd be shooting myself in the foot considering he's not even playing so I've got Deshaun Watson and I've got Geno Smith. And mm-hmm. Watson has projected more points. But I think Geno Smith could put up four touchdowns this week and, and a ridiculous amount of yards. The only thing holding me back from starting Geno Smith is if this game is 21-0 to zero at halftime and, and he doesn't throw the ball much in the in the second half. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. They might bring Drew Locke in. But we'll get to the stardom sit-ems in, in a second. And Deshaun Watson, you know, the little spoiler is one of my sit I would still go with Geno Smith. Deshaun Watson hasn't played in over two seasons. You don't know what you're going to get with him. He's going to face a very hostile crowd when he plays in Houston this week. So, yeah, I mean, you don't know what shape he's in. You don't know rapport he has with his receivers. So I, w- I would go safe and go with Geno. He's going to get so many boos. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's going to be, I, I said that you're going to hear Texas from your house. That's how, that's how <laughs> loud it's going to be in that stadium. Yeah. You know, that's not a guy that I will ever root for 
again. And it sucks because he was fun to watch when you didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get straight into the stardom sit-ums and we'll start with quarterbacks as we always do. So my three stardom quarterbacks this week are, if he plays, Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence, and Mike White of the Jets. I'll focus this one on Aaron Rodgers because he is up in the air. I think he's going to play. I think that he has just too much pride to not play. He said it on the on, He was on a few podcasts yesterday. He said he he had all intentions of playing, and he's going up against the Bears, who have a terrible defense. We just saw Mike White light them up last week. He had almost a perfect day against him. I, I really think that I really think he's going to play. I think if he does play, him and Christian Watson have been on tar on target. Oh yeah, past few weeks. I think he's going to come out and light it up. And it's always with Aaron Rodgers when you don't think he's going to do well that he does well. And I think a lot of it had to do when Jordan Love came in for him at the end of the game on on Sunday night against the Eagles. Jordan Love did very well. He was three for three at 75 yards and a touchdown. So don't think that Aaron Rodgers hasn't been listening into the news. Is this the Jordan Love era? Is Aaron Rodgers done? I think he's going to come back this week and he's just going to have a stellar game, a three touchdown game. Probably most of the passes will be to Christian Watson, but I love Aaron Rodgers in this situation. Yes, there is still a, a possibility he doesn't play. So keep your fantasy lineups, keep looking at the all the news that comes up. But if he does play, I think he's one of the top starts of the week. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, I got to ask you, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, are you starting Jordan Love? Absolutely not. Really? You look good. <laughs> yeah, but it's one thing to come in with garbage time. And, and at that point, the Packers were down two scores. They they basically they were playing a soft defense. So he really just hooked up with, I believe, Christian Watson on that one really nice deep pass. I've seen the guy play in years before. And I remember he played against Kansas City. I believe it was last season or maybe it was the season before that. And he looked awful. He did look Not awful. Not to say that he hasn't improved, but he's not a guy, especially if you're gunning to try to get one of the last playoff spots in your fantasy league. He's not a ch- he's not a chance you take. If you're a little desperate, if you're entering your league and you're a game or two out, and you're like, I just need a I need a desperation pitch, then I say yes. But if you're trying to hold on to a spot, if you're tied for a spot, d- don't take a chance with this guy. There's there's plenty of other options available that are safe picks. So Jordan Love, no, I would not start him. Yeah, see, I kind of disagree there. I got to ask you, Jordan Love versus Deshaun Watson this week, who would you start? Oh, man, do I? I mean, there's no one else on the waiver wire I could pick up. Morally, I said I would never I would never play Deshaun Watson. I would never start Deshaun Watson. So I would That's go fair. with Jordan Love in that case. I agree. I actually think Jordan Love is kind of a sneaky good start if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. I mean, the Bears are so bad, right? That's true. So bad. And if, I mean, Mike White is okay. I actually thought Mike White was good when he played last year. Um, he was good when he played last year. I was surprised he didn't get the start over Flacco. I think he, he Jordan Love is a sneaky good play if Aaron Rodgers doesn't start just because Chicago is so bad. And, uh, I mean, if he's throwing to, to Christian Watson, I'm happy anyways. But, uh, you know, my starts are Geno Smith, Jimmy G, and then Mike White uh, as well. I guess I'll highlight Geno because I think Geno could go crazy this week. I mean, the Rams, they're known for for having a good defense, but they have Aaron Donald out. They've got Ashawn Robinson out, and they just don't have an offense. I mean, they're going to go three and out on every possession. The only worry, right, is if Geno Smith and the, and the Seahawks put up 
you know, 28 points in the first quarter and Gino only has one touchdown, right? That's a little bit of a worry, but I think Gino Smith is going to have the ball so much in this game. You know, what I'm really hoping for is the first three possessions end up in field goals. Gino Smith has 200 yards in the first half and then he scores two touchdowns in the second and and I have to leave him in because it's a relatively close game. But I really, I have Geno Smith as being the biggest uh, or or the top scoring quarterback of this week. Uh, A little bit of bias there because I'm starting him, but uh, that's my, that's my pick for the week. Yeah. I like Geno Smith a lot this week. They are going against the Rams who basically have just given up on their season. I think that Geno Smith is still, he still thinks he has stuff to prove. So I think he is going to come out and have a big game. He didn't have the greatest game last week against the Raiders when they lost. So I think he does bounce back. I think they actually run up the score on the Rams. I know that Pete Carroll doesn't like Sean McVay. They are division rivals. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't have concrete on that, but usually division rival coaches don't like each other. So I I do think that there might be a little bit of of a competitive edge there. It's kind of like Bill Belichick will just run up the score on his opponent and not give give. So I, I do think that Pete Carroll will leave Geno Smith in. It's it's going to be Geno's game. It's going to be Geno's time to shine. Let him. They haven't been playing well. The Seahawks. They lost two straight games against the Bucks and the Raiders. They're going to let Geno Geno excel. So I do think that's a very good pick for the week. <laughs> Let's move on to the sitems of the week. And as I mentioned earlier, Deshaun Watson is my number one sitem, followed by Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins. And I'll highlight Deshaun Watson because let's let's just put the moral compass aside because I said earlier, morally, I would just never start him. But let's go to the football analytics. I don't care what stats Deshaun Watson had in 2019. That was 2019. This is 2022. He hasn't played in 2020 or he didn't play in 2020. He didn't play in 2021. That's a long time to not play competitive football. It's not the same being in training camp. It's not the same playing in a preseason game. That is a significant time to miss, at, especially as a quarterback. When Deshaun Watson decided he didn't want to play anymore for the Texans, this is even before his all his legal issues, he was in the prime of his career. Who knows if he's still in there? There's a big difference, say, with Aaron Rodgers three years ago as opposed to Aaron Rodgers now. I don't know what I'm going to get with Deshaun Watson this week. Yes, they're going against the Texans, but the Texans don't think that they're not going to play their hardest. They have nothing to play for this season. What better to play for than against the guy that didn't want to be your teammate, that basically threw you under the bus and said he would not play for you guys, and then embarrassed you with all his legal issues. I think Deshaun Watson is going to have a bad game. I don't think that he's going to have a decent game even. I think it's going to be a game where he struggles, I don't think he's going to have rhythm. I don't think he's going to connect with Amari Cooper. I could be wrong, obviously, but it just feels that kind of game where there's just going to be so much pressure. There's going to be so much eyes on Deshaun Watson already. He's been in numerous press conferences this week. All they want to do is ask him about his legal issues, and he doesn't want to talk about that. I get it, but I think that's going to be at the back of his head. He's not playing in front of his home crowd. This is a very tough game for him to come back to, so Deshaun Watson is the number one sit for me this week. What about you, Jacob? Yeah, I would agree. I'm going to guess that the Texans defensive linemen are going to be amped up for this game. Yep. Uh, I think if they get a chance to hit Deshaun Watson, they're going to hit him as hard as they can, and they're going to fall on him. And I don't think anyone's really going to bat an eye. I think a lot of the world uh, is going to be okay with that. Um, I think uh, if Deshaun Watson has a bad game, I think you'll see a lot of people happy about that. He's another one of my sets. 
I also have Kirk Cousins on there and then Tyler Heineke. And I guess I'll talk about Heineke because he's been struggling a little bit as of late. Uh, just doesn't look comfortable. And he's playing against a really good New York Giants defense. Mm-hmm. And it's just it doesn't really spell to me like it's going to be a good week for Heineke. I don't know if Heineke is necessarily on people's starting radar. But I think the problems in Washington are bigger than the the quarterback position, right? Winston, Wentz was having a ton of struggles after week one as well. I think there's a lot of problems in Washington. I don't know exactly what they are, but, uh, you know, in, in such an important week in, in fantasy football, if you have a better option, uh, go away from Heineke this week. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, he's playing my New York Giants, but I was talking about this with Robert when we did our picks podcast yesterday. And the the commanders aren't winning because of Taylor Heineke. I know that's been the main headline since he's took taken over for Carson Wentz, but he they're not doing that great on offense against the Falcons. They're going to easily lost to the Falcons last week, 19 to 13. The Falcons, they threw an interception at the goal line when they could have went up 20 to 19. They could have even gotten the ball back and maybe went in for the winning touchdown, but their special teams were, just made a bonehead decision and decided to run into the kicker. So that iced the game. Taylor Heineke has just been okay. The reason that the commanders are winning is because their defense has stepped up to look like they're a top 10, maybe even top seven defense in the league. They've just been completely shut down the past few weeks. And that's really the reason why they're winning. It's not because Taylor Heineke, it is because the defense and the run game has been pretty good behind Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. So I 100% agree with you. I don't think Taylor Heineke is should be starting in any league this week. I don't I don't think he's he can throw more than 150 yards per game at this point. I think he'll get some touchdowns when they're deep in the territory, but he's definitely not a guy to rely on. So 100% agree with you there. Now let's move on to the running back situation and the stardoms. So my st- three stardoms that I like the best this week for uh, running back are Damian Pierce, Cam Akers and Najee Harris. And I'm going to highlight Damian Pierce because a lot of people have felt like he hasn't been playing that well lately. I think that this is the perfect game for him to bounce back against the Browns. We mentioned how the Texans are going to be amped up. I know that Damian Pierce is a rookie, but all the Deshaun Watson controversy aside, the Browns give up the second most points to opposing running backs. If you look at the quarterback situation, we don't know this week if it's going to be Kyle Allen or Davis Mills for the Texans, but if they're going to do anything, they're going to have to rely on the run game. I think they're going to feed Damian Pierce the ball a ton. I think he's going to go back to being his early season self. I can see many, well, I should say multiple touchdowns from him. I could see many times where he just breaks tackles and runs for 20, 30 yards. So he's my number one start this week. What about you, Jacob? I like that. I've seen all this stuff about Damian Pierce, and uh, all I can think about is that clip of him on Florida basically spearheading the defense when he didn't even have a helmet on. And uh, I don't think two weeks of of tough performance is going to slow this guy down, so I, I'm on board with that. Um, my starts are Rashad White, Ramahandre, Stevenson, and Jeff Wilson, and I think Rashad White is, is the guy I want to highlight because uh, – it's an interesting situation in Tampa because Fournette is the de facto lead back, but Rashad White's been creeping his head up the entire season. Uh, that kind of culminated in, in week 11 with a 20 carry performance when Fournette had 14 carries. And then he got the start last week when Fournette was out. I think if Fournette comes back this week, he's on the bench a little bit, especially if the Bucks are down at all. 
I don't really expect them to be down, but I would say that the Saints and Bucks generally play high-scoring games. Um, I know the Saints got absolutely shut out last week, but the 49ers and the and the Bucks are on different echelons of defense. So yeah. I think Rashad White has a, a big game. I think he sees maybe 15 carries and and hopefully like six or seven catches because Brady throws the ball to running backs a ton and if Rashad White is the lead back and if if Fournette is lingering with an injury the Bucs can't afford that they need to play who's best and Rashad White is their best running back right now um so I'm sticking with Rashad White this week it's a huge week for me so I hope this pick pans out well, I'll actually go the other way because he's one of my sit I did start him last week in my daily fantasy league, but I just feel that in, in this matchup against – this is going to be a tough matchup for the Bucks against the Saints. The Saints have had the Bucks number for years. The The first win that the Saints had this – or I should say the when the Bucks beat the Saints earlier in the season, that was their first win that they beat the Saints since Tom Brady came over to the Bucks. Brady, wow. for some reason, struggles against the Saints. And That's I don't true. really know why, but he does. It, it's it's very odd. But the Saints actually do pretty well against the run. So I think that if the Bucks are going to beat the Saints, they're going to have to rely on the passing game. And they're going to probably want to take advantage of the Saints secondary, which has been injured as of late. So for me, I like White. I really do. But he's one of my sit this week. My other two sit I would I'll have for this week are uh where am i is seven singletary and raheem moser so i'll highlight raheem moser real quick because he has been electrifying the past few weeks he is going up against a san francisco 49ers defense that is fantastic against the run you saw a few weeks ago where they completely shut austin eckler down against when they played the chargers they shut alvin kamara down last week they are very good at shutting people at shutting running backs down Raheem Mozart, he's my number one sit. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I think Mozart is a sit as well. It's a it's a good pick. I had uh, Jeff Wilson as one of my starts, so certainly on board with that. I'll take Antonio Gibson as a swi- as a sit. Michael Carter as well, and then DeAndre Swift. And DeAndre Swift is it's just been a puzzling situation. I mean, Jamal yeah. Williams is playing so well. They don't really. You know, at the beginning of the year, the Lions were were using DeAndre Swift like crazy, but they weren't winning any games, right? And I think they're okay now with kind of a less risky approach at the running back position, but a harder runner and a tougher runner in Jamal Williams who will get them their four yards and on the goal line is an absolute monster. Uh, I actually, I, I, I don't know how I saw this coming, but I was in my head you know, drafting Jamal Williams in a bunch of leagues, thinking this dude could be a touchdown machine. I don't know what told me that. I guess he, I, I, for some reason, I thought he had a lot of touchdowns last year, but I don't think he did. And he's been on fire this year. Uh, I don't have him in my kind of holistic league. I, I use him on an app called uh, Underdog. But I think DeAndre Swift is in a weird spot in Detroit. I mean, he's had an injury and that slowed him down a little bit. But even after that, it looks like defenses are are covering him well, and the Lions just aren't giving him as as much share as you kind of would expect. I mean, this guy was drafted at the end of the second round, and he's not panning out at all. Yeah, it, it really is puzzling. I know I've seen plenty of those memes, or I should say hashtags trending on Twitter of free DeAndre Swift because fantasy owners are just perplexed. This guy is 
immensely talented. I don't know what kind of beef he has with Dan Campbell, but Dan Campbell just does not seem to want to put him as the number one back anymore. So I think he's getting to the point where he's such a risk fantasy-wise. It's a shame because when they give him the ball, Swift is good. Swift is really good. I don't know why that they're not just splitting time between him and Joel Williams because I think that could just add to their offensive potency. But it it puzzles me, and I agree. As good as DeAndre Swift is, he's kind of a no-star. I This shot me in the foot last year when I was trying to make the playoffs for, for my fantasy league, and I started DeAndre Swift, I remember, the last week of fantasy. And Dan Campbell didn't play him. It was the same thing. It was the weirdest thing. He just had the, the best week the week before, and I don't think Dan Campbell brought him in until, like, the third quarter so. Definitely agree with you. It's kind of like Elijah Moore calling out Zach Wilson with the free Elijah Moore signs. <laughs> and then he no. finally uh they finally put in Mike White and Elijah Moore is very happy with that. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. So my stardoms for the week are Drake London, Traylon Burks, and Zay Jones of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'll center in right here on Traylon Burks. This is a guy that he was kind of lost in the draft shuffle when it came to rookies behind Chris Olave, behind Drake London, who I just mentioned before, behind Garrett Wilson. But the guy has really emerged the past few weeks as being one of Ryan Tannehill's favorite targets. He's had a touchdown in, I believe, almost every in a quite a lot of a lot of games. Um, well, no, he, he he had a big touchdown last week against the who would they play last week against the Bengals he recovered a touchdown in the end zone when Derrick Henry fumbled but he's starting to become who the the Titans wanted him to be and that was AJ Brown when they traded AJ Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles they really needed someone to replace AJ Brown I th- I know it took him some time coming out of Arkansas but he seems to have finally emerged as Ryan Ryan Tannehill's favorite targets he had a very solid game, well, back-to-back solid games. Last week, he had four receptions for 70 yards. The week before that against the Packers, he had seven receptions for 11 yards. I like the Titans going against Philadelphia this week. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Philadelphia's defense hasn't been the best the last few weeks. They gave up 34 points to the Packers. Not 30, yeah, 34 points to the Packers. Before that, they gave up 32 points to the Commanders. So I think that we're going to see a big game out of the Tennessee Titans uh, offense and defense. So Traylon Burks is one of my top starts this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, uh, I'm going with three guys. I'm going with Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, and Tyler Lockett. And I guess all three of these guys are pretty much locks to start at this point in the season. Uh Tyler Lockett, I just think he will put up an insane week against the Rams. Um, I think the Rams are going to be a little bit better at DK Metcalf with uh, Jalen Ramsey, who can match up with his physicality. But I think Tyler Lockett is going to get behind the defense. You know, I think there's actually a chance that the the Seahawks take a little bit of a conservative approach like the Chiefs did last week. But even so, I just think Tyler Lockett is so primed to explode. Uh Great player. I think he's one of those underrated receivers in the NFL. Um, I like Watson too. I like Garrett Wilson. I got both of them on my team. But uh, you know, I'm I'm honestly considering starting Garrett Wilson over Michael Pittman. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I mean, Pittman, it's just a shame he has a bad quarterback with Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan seems to just 
just pick whatever receiver he wants to throw to one week. It's Alec Pierce. Another week it's Paris Campbell. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. I, I'm a hundred percent in agreement actually. Okay. Well, I haven't actually made the move yet, but, but that's convincing. You, you think Pittman over, I think Christian Watson over Pittman for sure. Yeah. Watson's definitely become Aaron Rodgers go-to guy. The guy is just so fast. Christian. He's Watson. crazy. I mean, he's like, he's like DK Metcalf, but even bigger. I mean, that dude is, he is fast, but he is built. I mean, he's got to be 240 pounds. And the Bears' defense is terrible, so they're definitely going to take advantage of that. Let's go with the sit So sit for me this week are Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Isaiah McKenzie. And I'll focus on Adam Thielen right here because he's kind of been – he's Adam Thielen. You want to start him, but you never know if he's going to get a touchdown, if he's going to get zero receptions, if he's going to get a bunch of looks, but they would be off target. Well, if you have any doubt whether to start or sit him this week, if you're an Adam Thielen owner, you sit him this week. Why? Because the the Vikings, the Vikings are going up against the New York Jets. The Jets have one of the best secondaries in all of football. I would say they probably have one of the top three in all of football. They are a very underrated unit led by Sauce Gardner, the Jets' number one pick in the draft last season, who probably will win Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's going to take away a ton of receptions for Justin Jefferson. So you may be wondering, well, I should start Adam Thielen in that case. No, you shouldn't. Because when when Kirk Cousins takes gets taken away from Je- Justin Jefferson, he panics. He panics. If he has to go to a second or third option, that's not Kirk Cousins' game. If he loses the first option, he'll panic. He'll throw some interceptions. It's not going to be a good week for any Vikings receivers. I'm sorry if you do have Justin Jefferson. Well, I shouldn't say I'm sorry because you probably won a lot (laughs) with Justin Jefferson. But this week, I don't think he's going to have a good week. In fact, I have the Jets upsetting the Vikings. That's one of my upsets of the week. It's only a three-point spread. I think the Jets both cover and they win. So be wary of any Vikings. I would say even even Dalvin Cook. I'm not really strong about starting Dalvin Cook this week. But we saw a few weeks ago the last time. Let's put it this way. The last the, the Vikings have played elite secondaries twice this entire season. That was the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. They lost both of those games. A lot of people say, well, well, how about the Bills? The Bills actually don't have a good secondary. They have one of the worst secondaries in the league. They have a lot of rookies in their secondary because Tredarius White was out all of pretty much all the season. I think he returned last week. But the Vikings, they don't do well against good secondary. So sit Adam Thielen. What do you think, Jacob? Oh, I love that. And I think the thing about Thielen is he's not even the number two option anymore. Right. right. Hawkinson's got that on lock. Um, I guess the Jets are surprising me. I mean, I think the Jets are I think the Jets are almost a lock at this point to make the playoffs. And and I don't know. I think they can win a playoff game. Yeah, I think that yeah, defense yeah. is good enough. Yeah, Mike White seems to be, you know, the savior of the team. Yeah. Um, so for my sits, I've got Joshua Palmer, I've got Terry McLaurin, and I've got Alan Lazard. I think Alan Lazard is just falling out of kind of the focus of Green Bay. I don't think he's, you know, horrible. And I think I just think there's a lot of guys, and Alan Lazard's role is now Christian Watson's role. Yep. Right. When they need a touchdown of 30 yards, they're not going to Lazard. They're going to Christian Watson. Yep. Those, I mean, Christian Watson, when he runs those deep slants, he is so fast. And I mean, that pass he caught from Christian Love, he caught that in stride and kept running. I don't think people understand how hard that is to do to catch a football and keep running. It is so hard. Um, 
Lazard's not horrible. He's a good player. I actually like him, but I think he's falling a little bit out of focus in this Green Bay offense. Yeah, I agree with you. I actually dropped Alan Lazard. I've had Alan Lazard on my team all year. I had to drop him for Zay Jones. I just needed some wide receiver help. He he really was a guy that I never wanted to start. If I needed a start, I put him in, and I felt like he let me down every single time. So totally agree with Alan Lazard on that one. It's the Christian Watson show in Green Bay. Let's move on to the tight end position. And my stardoms for the week are George Kittle, Evan Ingram, surprising, and Tyler Conklin. And I'll highlight George Kittle for this. So George Kittle, it's tough. You really have to do your research when starting him in fantasy. This week, I told you to start him two weeks ago when they played the Chargers. I hope you listen to me because he had two big touchdowns in that game. Why? Because I said the Chargers are terrible against tight ends. Well, they're going up against Miami, who also is not very good against tight ends. I think that this week, I think that this week they are going to have a big game, the 49ers. Jacob and I disagree who's going to win. Jacob likes the Dolphins. I like the Niners to win outright. But the Dolphins defense gives up the third most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is really going to be using his tight his receivers a lot, primarily George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk. Elijah Mitchell is going to be out four to six weeks. And Christian McCaffrey, he was banged up last week. He didn't play as much. People were wondering why. Well, he was a bit injured. I think they're going to have to resort to passing it a lot against Miami. And fortunately for them, Miami doesn't have a good defense. So George Kittle is my number one start this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, that game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think think Miami wins in the regular season, but I would 100% take 49ers in the playoffs. Um, You just see that. You see that pretty often where the – the offensive team will win in the regular season. The defensive team will take it in the playoffs. But um, for my tight ends, I'm starting to Joku. I'm starting to Hayden Hurst and then Jelani Woods. Oh, yeah, that's a good one with the Colts. I, I think he's a start. Every single article I've read has said don't start him. But that dude, I saw that dude and I was like, what? I mean, I, I was watching the Colts game against the Steelers and he caught a pass. And I was like, where has this guy been? This guy is huge and yeah. he's fast. Uh, I I guess he was a, I think a third round or or second round pick in last year's draft. He's an unbelievably athletic player, like scores incredibly well on the athleticism tests and Matt Ryan trusts him. Right. And Matt Ryan, it's, you know, I don't think Michael Pittman is like that efficient on that Colts offense. You also have so many receivers that can get the ball over him and you're playing you know he's matched up against Diggs this week I think Jelani Woods could put up another good week right he's kind of like an x-factor and and the Colts are playing the a team that's much better than them so they kind of need an x-factor in there right um so I I like Jelani Woods I don't know if I'm into, you know, I've got a really weird tight end situation this week. I had Zach Ertz and I've got no one now. Uh, I don't know if Foster Moreau is a reasonable pick. Given your comment about the the Chargers, I think he might be. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Jelani Woods could put up 100, 100 yards and, and Foster Moreau will never put up 100 yards, right? Yep. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, yeah, Jelani Woods came out of nowhere, which I was looking at my daily fantasy lineup, and when I saw him keep catching catch after catch, and I had Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman in my daily fantasy lineup, I was like, well, there goes any chance of I have of of finishing with any money. So, 
Yeah, I like Delaney Woods. He seems to have some good rapport with Matt Ryan. I would be hesitant because I said earlier, Matt Ryan seems to pick one receiver every game and focus on them. But you are right. They are going to go up against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are probably going to be ahead by several scores. They're going to have to throw the ball. I know that Jonathan Taylor owners won't be happy again, but they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And I think that they'll have to get creative. Jelani Woods, if him, if he's going to be Matt Ryan's guy, then take a shot at him this week. So the tight end position is tough right now. It feels like if you don't have Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey or TJ Hawkinson, you're kind of at a loss. Zach Ertz is out for the year. Dallas Goddard's out for the year. Really, the tight end position is tough. I was lucky to have David Njoku on my bench all the time that he was hurt. So he fills in nicely for me since I lost Zach Ertz for the season. So, yeah, he's a, he's a good one to take a shot on. So I agree with you there. All right, let's move on to the sit So my sit this week are Kate Otten, Mike Isecki, and you guessed it, Cole Komet. So I'll focus, I'm not going to throw some shade on Cole Komet. So instead, I will focus on Mike Gusecki. They're going up against the 49ers. I mentioned how good the 49ers defense is as a whole, but they're especially good against tight ends. I think that Tua is going to have to pretty much rely solely on Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. San Francisco does very well against tight ends. They've only allowed the third least points of tight ends this year. So he's the guy I would say focus on sitting. What about you, Jacob? Yeah, my my big set of the week is Tyler Higby. Um, I'm following it up with Gerald Everett and, and Tyler Conklin. But uh, if Bryce Hopkins starts again, I don't think Tyler Higby even sees a catch. Um, he didn't even see a target last week. Um, and, you know, he he's just – He's a good player, but the Rams are not going to move the ball this week, right? They and, and and when they move the ball, what they're doing is they're running with with their, their quarterback and they're 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 running it with Cam Akers and I, I think they had like seventy yards passing last week and and Tyler Higby didn't even see a target, so I would I would just basically say he's an automatic sit. I mean the Seahawks aren't good against tight ends, but that doesn't matter. Right. The Rams are not going to move the ball this game. They cannot move the ball. They're putting a running quarterback in in an offense that does that's designed for the pocket passer. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there are more. I don't think there's a guy who's more of a pocket passer in the NFL than Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Right. I mean, Mahomes and 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 and, and uh, Allen, they're better passers, but they also run for 40 yards a game. I mean, they're just elite, elite quarterbacks. So. The scheme doesn't work for the Rams. They're, you know, they're going to have to redo everything. And I don't even think they want to redo everything, right? I know they don't have a first round pick, but they have a second round pick. And that's, that's pretty good. If they get a, the 35th pick in the draft and, and draft a, uh, an offensive tackle, that's valuable for them. So I don't think the Rams are really pushing too hard to win. Uh, I, I would say Higby with everything I have. Yeah, totally agree. I think you have, if you have a Rams receiver, he needs, even if it's Tutu Atwell, who I know has been made making some great plays lately, I think you sit him. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next segment start, bench, and cut. So I have three players that I'm going to name to Jacob per position. And Jacob needs to tell me if for the rest of the season, if he would start, which one he would start, which one he would sit, and which one he would. So, Jacob, let's start with the quarterback situation. And we have Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, and Joe Burrow. Who would you start? Who would you bench? And who would you cut? Yeah, so I'm going to start Joe Burrow here. Um, Joe Burrow, he, like, starts every season slow. And by the end of the year, he's throwing four touchdowns a game. So that momentum 
I mean, anyways, I'd probably take him. I think it's it's actually close with Herbert because Herbert now has uh, Mike Williams. He's got Keenan Allen, and Joshua Palmer is good. I yeah. mean, the the Chargers have an unbelievable offense. I think this is actually pretty easy to put Deshaun Watson in the sit category. Yep. But uh, those two guys are good. I think just Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert is, and he has. I mean, he they both have good offenses. I actually just think Joe Burrow is better. Yeah, Joe Burrow would be my start for sure, especially they should be getting Jamar Chase back this week. If not this week, then next week. Joe Burrow's been hot lately, so he's definitely my start. Let's move on to running backs, and we have Jacob, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard. Who would you start? Who would you sit? Who would you cut? Yeah, Josh Jacobs is crazy. Yeah, I think he leads in fantasy points this year. That well, I think a lot of that has to do with last week. Well, that I was, uh, I don't think I was, I don't think I had turned the game off and I was just looking on my phone, and then all of a sudden the game had ended, and I was like, who scored an 80 yard touchdown? And, and it was Josh Jacobs, he scored an 84 touchdown to win 84 yard touchdown to win the game. I still think I'm taking Eckler, uh, as my start because he is so consistent, yeah, right? He is catching seven passes a game, he's rushing 15 times a game. He's scoring one touchdown a game. That's automatic. But Josh Jacobs is good. I mean, I actually did say this before the season. I said Josh Jacobs is better than people give him credit for. He has unbelievable balance, right? And he is a hard running back. So I'm I'm kicking Pollard out here just because of the timeshare he has with Zeke. And Zeke really showed up to play last week. So I would actually be nervous about starting Pollard regardless just because you don't – I mean, he did okay actually last week. He saw a bunch of carries – wasn't crazy efficient. I mean, the, the Cowboys are good, but I just think the limited opportunity here uh, makes me cut Pollard, uh, bench Josh Jacobs, and then start Eckler. Yeah, I would I would probably do the same thing as well. All right, right wide receiver, start, bench, or cut. A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, and Amon Ross St. Brown. I got to say, this is incredibly hard. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I had to make it hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is actually insanely hard. I would say all these three guys are like exactly tied to me to some degree. Um, I want to say, and this is really based on consistency. I'm gonna start Amon Ross St. Brown here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bench CD Lamb, and I'm gonna cut AJ Brown, and that wow. makes. Ludicrous. I know that that they seem ludicrous, right? But AJ Brown is a little bit inconsistent, at least as far as I just remember. And really, I'm basing that on the fact of you know, just he's got Devonta Smith on the other side of him, right? And that 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 could lead to a game where he doesn't see enough targets, right? I think these other two guys and CD Lamb faces a little bit of the same problem. Right, I would be okay with switching CD Lamb and AJ Brown, but you know, CD Lamb is I think a little bit better than AJ Brown, and Dak is throwing for more yards per game than Jalen Hurts is. I think Hurts Hurts is averaging maybe 220, but Dak is going to be in that 280 290 range. And I mean, they're similar in in opportunity share on their teams. But I just think the rushing touchdowns that Philly has, you could have a week with A.J. Brown where he doesn't score a point and the the Eagles win 45 to nothing. You really can. And, and to some degree, you can see the same with C.D. Lamb, 
right? I think both of those two have similar concerns over the fact that their team is so good and has so many weapons on offense. Mm-hmm. You know, AJ Brown has really surprised me. I mean, that dude is a dog. That dude is so good. He is, he, he's kind of built like Debo uh, Samuel, right? Just an absolute beast, right? You know, he's fast, but he is so much thicker than you think he is. He is hard to get down and he looks like a mean mean dude with that visor on I mean he looks <laughs> he looks like he's there to score touchdowns and then drop the ball in your lap uh I hate saying I'm gonna cut AJ Brown but you know just upon my uh, initial thoughts on this this combo here though that's what I'm taking I think Amon Ra has so much consistency he is the number one offense number one receiver in that offense I mean so are these other two guys but but there's there's less receivers in Detroit especially with Hawkinson being gone with injuries to their other guys. I don't expect Jamison Williams to have an impact this year. I mean, Amonra is is the focal point in the passing game of the Lions. I just think he has higher market or opportunity to share in these other two guys. Yeah, that's tough for me. I Amon Ra probably would be up there if he wasn't injured. I mean, he's ranked 12th and he was he missed a game with with a big injury. I, or maybe he missed two games. But I would probably bench cd lamb like you i would actually start aj brown because especially now with dallas goddard out i think that yeah the goddard thing is big yeah i mean these two guys are these three guys are so close they they're very close very close so i would probably start aj brown i probably bench cd lamb and i would cut amon raw just for the fact that he did miss a game so that's the only thing really going against him right now all right let's do tight end and jacob who do you have for start bench or cut David Njoku, TJ Hawkinson, and George Kittle. Yeah, so um interesting. You know, I'm 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 cutting Kittle here. And that's kind of the same reason I cut AJ Brown is there's too many mouths to feed in San yeah. Francisco. I think, you know, David Njoku, he he first of all, he made a crazy catch in the end zone last week. Um there is definitely some concern here with Deshaun Watson coming in. Right. But one thing we've seen, especially this year, is that mobile quarterbacks love their tight ends. Right. I think Deshaun Watson, although he is a better passer than, let's say, Kyler Murray or or Lamar Jackson is, I still see him as a mobile quarterback. He's kind of more like Russell, where he uses his mobility to, to open passing lanes. And you can make an argument. You know, I just said that mobile quarterbacks use their tight ends more, but he's a new quarterback and he's never played with Njoku before. That can cause some concern. So I'm going to put him on my bench and I'm going to start Hawkinson. Uh, I just think Hawkinson is consistent. I think he's an unbelievable player. He is my guy. Um, I think Hawkinson is a lot for six catches and, he, and and like 60 yards every week in, in Minnesota. And he's catching touchdowns now too. Uh, I like Hawkinson. I mean, in dynasty formats, uh, Hawkinson just got a ginormous boost by being traded in the Vikings and, I mean, these first weeks, he's he's been really good, like really, really good, like consistent, has not had a week with under five catches, I think. Uh, maybe he did when they got – yeah, I think he did when they got shut out by uh, – maybe not. I think he did okay in the week they got shut out by the uh, Dallas. I know they had three points, but I'm, I'm calling it a shutout because Dallas scored like fucking 90. Um, but that, that's kind of how I see these three playing out. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. I hate to say because I do like George Kittle, but – He's a start this week, but he's not a start every week. 
All right, let's go to our final segment, and Jacob and I are going to predict our top scores of this week. So, Jacob, let's start with quarterback. I actually think Justin Herbert is going to be the top-ranked quarterback this week. The Chargers, they are going to have a big matchup against the Raiders. You just saw the Raiders and the Seahawks go into overtime, over 30 points scored for both teams. The Chargers and the Raiders, I think, are going to be in a similar position. There's going to be a lot of of points scored in this one. I think that Justin Herbert is just going to be electrifying in this game. He has Keenan Allen back. He has Joshua Palmer, like you said. He sells Austin Eckler, who he likes to throw to. So this weekend, I'm going with Justin Herbert. How about you? Yeah, and the uh, the, the Raiders are just so bad on D. I'm going with Geno Smith. Uh, this is a little bit risky. I mean, I think the Seahawks are basically a lock to win this game. But, you know, the thing is, is if they're they're up 28 to nothing at halftime, it could limit, you know, Smith's yardage and, and whatnot. If it's an ideal setting and, and they don't blow him out in the first half, Geno Smith could easily throw 400 yards this game. I mean, the, the Rams could basically, you know, let him go down the field, let him go down the field. And, and they're good in the, the goal line. Right. They may not be so good in the goal line without Aaron Donald and Ashawn Robinson. So that's a little bit of a worry. Um, but still, I mean, the Rams are going to be so lethargic as a team this week on defense, on offense. Geno Smith is going to have so many opportunities to throw touchdowns. And if you're right about, you know, uh, the Seahawks basically running up the score, it could spell a lot of points for Geno. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good pick, too. I like I said, I think Geno's going to be a top at least five maybe even top three fantasy pick for this week for a quarterback situation he's gonna it's gonna be Geno's day let's move on to running back I'm picking Nick Chubb now I do have him on my fantasy team but this doesn't have anything to do with bias we talked a lot about the Texans and the Browns game but what can't be overlooked is that the Texans have the worst run defense in the league they allow the most points to opposing running backs so Nick Chubb, he hasn't had the best few weeks lately. I think he bounces back this week. I think he's going to alleviate some of the pressure on Deshaun Watson, especially if Watson struggles early on. So I'm going with Nick Chubb. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I'm going with Eckler. Uh, I agree it's going to be a big week for the Chargers, and I just think that offense – I mean, they're getting a lot of their guys back, right? They're getting Keenan Allen back, Mike Williams back. Uh, Palmer's still there, but Eckler is just – primed to to go off against a horrible Raiders defense, right? He capitalizes on their bad run game. He capitalizes on their bad pass game. And I mean, pass game as in pass defense. So I think Eckler is going to run wild. He had a huge week last week too. I mean, I think there was a lot of worries about Eckler, like weeks one through three. But I think uh, maybe Josh Jacobs took him over, but he's in the top three for running backs for sure. And the consistency and then, you know, he could really go off this week. All right. I do like that pick as well. Let's move on to wide receiver. And I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles and pick A.J. Brown. We just talked in our start and sit and bench or start, start sit cut segment why I like A.J. Brown. I'm going to expound on that more. They are going to go up against a Titans team who the Titans have a very good defense. They are very good against the run. They are very good against the pass as well. But I like A.J. Brown to stick out this game because I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than usual. I think the Eagles put up points on the board. The Titans are going to take advantage of using Derrick Henry and Traylon Burks. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. And in that case, I'm going to go with A.J. Brown to be the leading scorer on the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think he will get in the the end zone at least once. 
maybe twice, but I'm going with AJ Brown. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I'm going with Tyler Lockett, you know, kind of piggybacking off my Geno pick. Uh, I think the Rams match up better against DK with, with Jalen Ramsey. I said that earlier, but uh, Lockett will get behind the defense and, you know, Geno Smith is going to, he's going to be amped up. I mean, this is still a dude who's trying to prove himself, as you said. And I mean, he, he has found a, a pair of best friends in these two receivers. Lockett's been good this season. He's had, he, he had, he's had some weird plays, some fumbles or, or whatnot, but he's scoring a lot of touchdowns. He's catching a lot of deep passes. And if he's not matched up against Jalen Ramsey, and even if he is, I mean, Jalen Ramsey isn't really anything to write home about this year. Uh, I think he, he could score two touchdowns in this game with ease and, 150 yards as well yeah there's going to be a lot of points of the Seahawks in this game so definitely I think it's a good play to start any and all Seahawks receivers and running backs all right well that is our show for the week thank you Jacob for joining me we'll be back next week we got some fantasy football playoffs playoffs coming up so we want to make sure that we get you all your stardom and sit needs Jacob before we sign off any last words of advice for the audience Go with your gut. These are the uh, the weeks that matter. Um, hope everyone's having a good fantasy football season. And I hope you make the playoffs if, you, if you're listening to our podcast. For sure. I know that's what everyone plays fantasy for. And if you're out of it and already after the playoffs, especially if you're in a dynasty league, don't give up. There's always next year. And just have fun. I know I've been out of it sometimes late in the season. And you, you play every game to win, as Herm Edwards says. So you play to win the game. Take care, everyone.